There's an old cliche that says, once a cheater, always a cheater. And when it comes to pornography, well, they can't ever recover without having relapses for the rest of their life. Are these myths really true? Are they true? And you notice I did say a myth, right? (laughs) Well, for the betrayer, what is it like for you? when you have gone through betrayal? Does it really affect the betrayer? That's always a question, right? As the one who's been betrayed, we stop and know we have been wounded, we are suffering greatly, but what about the other side? What about the one who's actually committed what we consider to be the crime? When they've committed this, How has it affected them or even does it? Well, we're going to explore that topic today on Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Hey, beautiful. Welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Welcome back to the show, beautiful. Yes, today we are tackling a very sensitive yet vital topic that can deeply affect many, many individuals. You know, betrayal through affairs and pornography, specifically for those who are Christian men and women who find themselves in this painful situation, well, it's tough. And I'm telling you, as one who was on that side of the coin, remember, if you've not heard my story of when I betrayed myself, I have the link below in the show notes. Go back and listen to that episode. It was one of the very first ones that I actually recorded for my podcast. Yes, at the age of 25, I was the betrayer. I was the one who cheated 
And then later on in life, of course, four and a half years ago, I was the one who was actually betrayed. So I've been on both sides of the coin, and I know how vitally important it is to be educated and to understand both sides so that you could heal at a deeper level for both of you. That's why we've been in this little mini-series, so you can get both sides of the story. And I know for the betrayed, this might be a difficult episode because you're like, wait a minute, I was the one who was betrayed. I was the one who was severely wounded. It's impacted my life in great ways. And I get it. I understand because I've been betrayed. And you are exactly right. But does it affect the betrayer as well? We're going to tackle that today because at the end of the day, the truth is it does affect both parties and it affects you at a deep level, no matter if you're the betrayed or the betrayer. Now, we understand the complexity of this issue as we go into this podcast today, and I hope that today's episode is going to offer you some insight, some support as we explore the profound impact that betrayal has on the betrayer. So let's jump into it. You know, betrayal through an affair or involvement in pornography, sexual addiction, it does have a profound effect on the betrayer, especially when viewed through the lens of our Christian values. As a Christian woman or a Christian man who has been the betrayer, it can be extremely difficult on you. And to those of you who are listening who have betrayed their partners, you've betrayed your spouse, I want you to know that I am approaching this topic today with empathy and understanding because I understand where you are, just like I understand where the betrayed is. And I always have empathy and understanding and deep compassion in my heart for the one who's been betrayed. I bring that to the table today because none of us, goes through life unscathed. None of us go through life without sin. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I say that first and foremost at the beginning of this episode. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So with that understanding, there is a myth that I want to bust right now at the beginning of this episode. The old cliche is once a cheater always a cheater. If they are addicted to pornography, they will always relapse. I want you to know that that is a definite no. (laughs) Once a cheater is not always a cheater. And those of you who are dealing with pornography and you have betrayed your spouse through a sexual addiction, pornography, um, you're, you can actually heal and recover and not have relapse. I believe that you don't have to be a serial cheater and you don't have to be a serial pornography user. I believe that God can transform any heart. And I say that with all full conviction in my heart. I know he can because... I was a cheater at 25, and I've never cheated since. So it's like, you know, here's the deal, right? God forgives, and he transforms our heart, and we can move forward. 
Now, let me say that as you listen today, I'm going to give you a lot of information. So take out your pen, take out your paper. You're going to want to listen to this. And this is a two-parter, just like I did a two-parter last week for The Betrayed. I'm doing a two-parter for you as The Betrayer this week. Today, I'm telling you how this has impacted your life, right? How this has affected you at a deep level. And then Friday... The episode that's going to drop is going to tell you how to start moving through to recovery so that you can change your life and be transformed and actually come out healed and whole on the other side. So just know that when you enter into an affair and you are actually entering into a lifestyle of pornography and sexual addiction... There's usually a purpose behind it. There's purpose behind the pornography and there's purpose behind the affair. When it comes to the pornography, it's usually a coping mechanism for a deep-rooted issue that you are dealing with, right? There's something at the core that you are dealing with mentally, emotionally, whatever it is. And this has become your go-to coping mechanism. And the reason why is because it hits that dopamine in the brain. It gives you that feeling of euphoria. It helps you feel better, right? And so your brain automatically kicks in and says, Ooh, that felt great. It felt a lot better. It helped me to cope with what I was dealing with. So let me do that again. And you go back to it again and again and again. And it becomes this addiction that can be lifelong if it's not addressed. How about the affair? Again, there's usually purpose behind the affair. And again, it can be so many different issues and it has become your coping mechanism of choice to get you through whatever you're going through, whether it's a low self-esteem, you're having struggles with a career, you're trying to deal with something in your life personally, and this is how you're dealing with it. And again, having an affair hits the same portion of the brain as pornography does. It gives you that dopamine hit. And so you keep going back time and time again, and it becomes this addiction that you gravitate to and you start living in what I call the infidelity bubble. It's an altered lifestyle right? You have two different lives now. One that you're trying to maintain with your family, your wife, your children, those who are in your extended family, friends, your career, and then there's the ultra life where you're getting those dopamine hits time and time again, and it helps you to cope with the things that you're dealing with at the core. Now, let me just first say this. You cannot blame your marriage troubles. You cannot blame your wife or your husband in this, the betrayed spouse. You can't blame them for what you're doing. It's not their fault. You are making a conscious choice in what you're doing. That's what you need to understand first and foremost as we go into this. And yes, I am very forthright because this is the time period where I have your attention and I get to speak truth in your ear right? And the truth is what sets us free. God tells us that knowing the truth will set us free. And the truth of the matter is, 
You are choosing to stay in this lifestyle. You are choosing to go back to that dopamine hit. You've chosen to cross over your moral boundaries into a lifestyle that is contrary to what you really have in your heart. And it is by choice. I can say that because I was the betrayer at one point. So by seeking to understand, and here's for both the betrayed and the betrayer, by seeking to understand the reason and the purpose behind an affair or pornography, both the betrayed and the betrayer can approach healing and even redemption with proper insight and wisdom. Because again, There's always reasons, not excuses. Let me say that again. There are always reasons, not excuses, and a purpose behind the unfaithful spouse's choice to stray, to betray through pornography or an affair. So I want you to know this, though. Once a cheater, always a cheater. And once a pornography user you can, you'll always relapse, doesn't have to be a part of your aftermath. It doesn't have to be a part of your future moving forward. So if you're the betrayer, you may not have thought about the impact, first and foremost, the impact that this has had on your spouse and your family. So I just want to stop for a second, and I want you to consider that. Because if you're still active in your pornography use, your sexual addiction, or you're still active with the um, other person that you're in the affair with, please, please hear me on this. There is a massive impact to your spouse and your family, not just to you, but to them as well. And if you don't understand the ramifications for them, go back and I will put below in the show notes those two episodes from last week. Go back and listen to those two episodes. It'll give you huge insight as to how your betrayal has affected them. And you might not have even considered the lasting effects on your own life. That's why we're talking about it today, because there are ramifications that run deep for you as well. The effects of infidelity, they run the gamut from emotional to physical to neurological effects in your life. And the agony, it's just not in your head, but it's also in your body. So I want to point out how this affects you on today's episode. First, I want to talk about the humiliation that it causes in your life. Now, this is for those, again, who are, you know, you've come clean or you have been discovered, your your spouse has discovered the pornography use or the affair. D-Day has transpired, right? And truth is out. And now you really feel the impact of what this is having on you. And now you're humiliated. You're dealing with humiliation. And at some point, most if not all the people in your life catch on to what's happening. Yes and amen, this does happen. You can't keep it quiet for the rest of your life. And there are those who really will find out. You know, there has come this point where now it's out in the open. You've not been able to protect and defend yourself at a deep level by keeping it hidden, right? 
Well, now even people you don't know seem to know. (laughs) So God forbid that it hits social media. But now so many people know. And now you're recognizing, you know what? God really knows too. And so there's this deep humiliation that you're dealing with. How does that affect you? And I want to share that with you really quick. How does the humiliation affect you? Well, the persistent fear of being humiliated or scrutinized by others can cause social anxiety disorders. It can cause severe um, major depression, hopelessness, helplessness. Um, It can actually cause severe anxiety And it can cause suicidal thoughts to creep up because you're thinking, oh my gosh, this has affected every area of my life. Now, if you are feeling some of these things and especially suicidal uh, thoughts, please reach out to the suicide hotline and get help. Please don't take this lightly. This is a serious issue and talk to someone about it right away. The research has found that the feeling of humiliation causes much faster and more intense brain activity than joy. And it was more negative than anger. And the areas linked to pain were actually activated in the brain. So humiliation causes a massive effect emotionally and within the brain area. So it causes a lot of disorder in your thinking and in your body. Then there's the effect of your spouse has this permanent ammunition that they seem to now throw at you constantly, right? It's like they've loaded the shotgun and they're spewing at you all day long. No matter your reasons for having the affair or using the pornography, you've betrayed your spouse right? You've betrayed. And no matter what your reasons are for the betrayal or your efforts toward penitent, pen, that's a hard word for me to say, repentance. Let me just say that. And you want to make amends, so to speak. That's just a word I've never been able to say well. <laughs> you will always, at some point in the early stages, be, you're the one who cheated. You're the one who betrayed me. You're the bad guy, right? This is what you're hearing from your spouse. And this is like almost re-identifying you. Your spouse may use your sin as a dumping ground for everything involving blame, anger, judgment, and even, um, you know, verbal abuse. Now, I do not condone that on either side. There is no reason to verbally or physically abuse anyone, okay? So that should not be happening from the betrayed or the betrayer. But in the early stages, because of the woundedness that your spouse, the one who's been betrayed, feels, they use the sin of betrayal against you in a deep way. It's a dumping ground. And this is how it affects you greatly. Also, how it affects you is you've come to realize that you can't trust others to be loyal to you. Now, why do you feel that way? Because you weren't loyal. You are the betrayer. Your ability to cheat on your spouse has hit you square in the face. 
And now you're questioning your core of goodness. You have to face the irony of, wow, here I am, this Christian, and I have betrayed my spouse. I have sinned in a great way. I've broken my vows. If you're capable of doing something so unthinkable, then you start to really recognize what's to keep someone else from doing the same to me. So you start having thoughts of, well, what if my spouse goes out and now cheats as a rebound, right? Or vengeance, or now I can't trust anybody in my life. So now you develop deep core trust issues yourself because you were disloyal and now you're thinking that everyone in your life is going to be disloyal to you. Another way betrayal affects you is everything you do is now questioned. Everything. Like, where are you going? Why did you say that? Why are you on your phone? What are you looking at on your computer? What are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the other person? Are you having visualization in your mind about the pornography? Um, are, are you doing things you shouldn't be doing, right? You know you can't blame your spouse for not trusting you. Now, that's off the table. You can't blame them because you broke the trust. But you also can't live forever underneath a microscope. And that's the truth. You can't. And to the betrayed spouse, I hope you also heard that. There comes a point where they can't live underneath the microscope forever. Amen. No one can live under that condemnation and survive it for the remainder of their life. So short of having a spouse-appointed chaperone, you the betrayed, or the betrayer, I'm sorry, you the betrayer will always, um, for a long period of time, have the company of who, what, where, when, and why. Those questions are going to be thrown at you for quite a while. And if you and your spouse decide to work on your marriage, you will have to be painfully, humbly transparent while your spouse inches toward a new kind of trust. And that means you're going to have to answer a lot of questions for a long period of time. This is a major effect on your life. And for a time, you can really get very defensive, right? Now, I'm not going to address that today. I'm going to tell you how to move forward from these things on Friday. But I know it's going to be difficult for a while. And that's a part of how it affects you. Another way betrayal affects you, the one who's betrayed, is your confidence may get a boost for a while while you are in the affair or you are using pornography. I mean, after all, neuroscience has shown and reminds us that people who are addicted to anything, right, are seeking a dopamine rush. And remember I said earlier, you get a dopamine rush every time you're looking at the pornography or you hit back into that affair because it hits that pleasure point in the brain. And it causes you to start having an addiction towards it. So you're looking for that good jolt, that feel-good jolt over and over and over again. Well, when you settle into a long-term relationship, a long-term marriage, you know, those aren't known for the long-term feel-good jokes, are they? 
Sometimes marriage waxes and wanes. And that's why, you know, an affair or um, pornography um, can reawaken the confidence that comes from a dopamine rush. And as with an addiction, that confidence can easily come crashing down in a pile of guilt when you've been found out. When discovery happens and your secret is unveiled, the pile of guilt is unleashed. Shame comes forth. And that guilt and shame can play a huge role in your attitudes and behaviors going forward. And so while you may have a little bit of a rush in the beginning, I want you to know guilt and shame are waiting on the other side. And that's the fallout right there. That's the effect the guilt, and the shame. So that moves me into the struggle with your faith and the guilt, right? For the Christian betrayer, the internal struggle can be extremely intense. The violation of trust not only affects your relationship with your spouse, but it also challenges your faith and your moral beliefs. You recognize that it affects your relationship with God at the core. And guilt and condemnation become heavy. They sit heavy upon your shoulders. And it can be extremely overwhelming, making you question your worthiness making you question your relationship with God, making you question your salvation, right? It questions everything at the core because now you're in a faith struggle. You're hitting what I call the dark night of the soul, and it can be extremely lonely. Another way that the betrayal affects you is conflicting identities. You know, many Christian betrayers find themselves wrestling with their identity as a believer. You sit there and think to yourself, wait a minute, if I'm really a Christian, how could I have done this? If I really truly believe in Jesus, how could I have crossed such a line? I know that he says, thou shalt not commit adultery. You don't look on a on, on another woman or a human being with lust. I know the scripture says that. How could I have done this if I'm truly saved? You may wonder how your actions align with your values you hold so dear and how this affects your role within your faith community, within your church. Like maybe you're a pastor Maybe you're a worship leader. Maybe you lead a small group or a Sunday school class. Maybe you are on the prayer team, right? As a leader in your church, you look at yourself and go, oh my gosh, what have I done? How is this going to affect me? Well, these are the ramifications of betrayal. Another one is self-reflection. Now, betrayal often forces the betrayer to confront uncomfortable truths about themselves. You may start to really question yourself deep at the core. This is where you look inward, right? It's an opportunity to question your values, your motivations, your behavior patterns that led to the betrayal. Now, while some self-reflection can be very damaging, and it can be very challenging, I want you to know that self-reflection also can be a powerful catalyst for personal growth and change. 
don't stick on the challenging, detrimental self-reflection where you are calling yourself unworthy, where you are choosing to stay in a self-loathing attitude, right? Those are the effects of the betrayal. But again, there is a way to move out of that. Then there's an impact on your self-esteem. As the betrayer, it's common to experience a decline in your self-esteem and self-worth. Now, during the affair or the pornography use, you had a hit of dopamine. Your self-esteem was a little higher. You looked at yourself differently. You had a little bit of, you know, a huge self-worth thing going on. That pride was kicking in. But now that you've been found out, your secret's been uncovered, the effect is it hits you at the core. Your self-esteem plummets and you wonder if you have any self-worth left at all. You might question your ability to be a good spouse, a good partner, a good friend, a good father, a good mother, a decent person, a good Christian. You might question your ability to be good at the core. Am I a decent person or am I bad? It's essential to remember that while you did cross over a moral boundary line. You committed sin. Yes, at the end of the day, let's call it what it is, right? But I want you to know that you're not defined solely by what you've done. And I'm going to leave that there for right now until next, until Friday. Then there is the impact of forgiveness. You see, as Christians, we're called to seek forgiveness, both from God and those who we've hurt. However, accepting that forgiveness as the betrayer can be extremely difficult, especially when the shame and the self-condemnation cloud your ability to receive the grace that's being extended to you. If you are remorseful, if you've repented, if you're seeking restoration to God and even your spouse, there comes a point where seeking to even forgive yourself is a must. But the effect of the betrayal can make that extremely difficult. The last one, the last one is a two-parter that I want to tell you about, and that is rebuilding trust and redemption. The journey to rebuild trust with your partner is going to be a challenging one. That's a part of the effect of the betrayal. It's going to be a challenging one, but it's also an opportunity for redemption and growth. Demonstrating true repentance through consistent actions, seeking to rebuild trust, those things are essential. But remember, the process in and of itself, is going to take a long period of time. You're having to repair a broken relationship. And if you wish to rebuild trust with your partner, it requires tremendous effort and patience. The path to reconciliation is long and arduous, but with genuine remorse, open communication, consistent actions, it is possible you can rebuild. You can move forward. You can be healed from the effects of betrayal upon your life and move forward into something better as well. And you do this by seeking accountability and support, surrounding yourself with um, a supportive community of fellow believers. This is crucial during this time 
being honest and open, seeking counseling, coaching from a trauma-informed coach, one who has um, very, very um, extensive knowledge in the betrayer side as well as the betrayed side, Seeking guidance from a pastor, a trusted mentor, all of these can help you navigate the emotional and spiritual aspects of your healing process. And yes, you as the betrayer have a healing process that you've got to go through. So for those of you who have betrayed your partners, know that you are not defined. I want to I wanna talk to you about this, okay? You're not defined solely by what you've done. In the midst of the guilt and the shame, remember that our faith teaches us about forgiveness. Jesus talks about forgiveness and grace and the possibility of redemption. It starts with acknowledging and taking full responsibility for what you have done. Seeking forgiveness from Father God through Christ Jesus and seeking forgiveness from your partner and being willing to take the necessary steps towards healing, reconciliation, and growth. Allowing yourself to be held accountable by supportive community that can encourage you in your healing journey. You see, as Christians, we believe in the power of transformation and second chances Remember the story of the prodigal son who was embraced with open arms upon his return by his father. Know that healing is possible and there is hope for restoration and reconciliation. And you as the betrayer, I know that you are struggling. Don't hesitate to reach out for help and for guidance. Make sure that you are reaching out to someone who can work with you along the way. And if you are seeking a trauma-informed coach, then by all means, reach out to me. Below in the show notes, there is a free consult that you can jump on, the affairrecoveryplan.info. Jump on that free consult with me and we can talk about a recovery plan for you to get you on your healing journey. The ultimate decision for you on how infidelity, betrayal through an affair or pornography, how it changes you is up to you. That's your decision. How it changes you is up to you. The betrayed, they can become better or they can become bitter through their healing process, but so can you. And the ultimate choice, that decision is up to you. You can become bitter throughout the whole process. You can stay the same. You can choose to wallow in it the rest of your life, or you can make the choice to become better through it all, to be the man or woman of God that he has created you to be. Life has thrown you some challenges. Yes, you made some poor choices, but they don't have to define you. And I want you to know there is hope and healing that awaits you as well. So click that link below in the show notes and stay tuned for Friday's episode because I am going to give you a precursor roadmap to start your healing journey so that you can start to overcome the impact and the effects of betrayal as the betrayer. Thanks for listening and God bless. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. 
I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.